We're back. Raging Workaholics. We're here. We're presented by Simple Lawn Solutions. The snow is melted. The brown grass is here. Although still dormant, it is ready to bust through and be green again. It is. Mm -hmm. Are you ready at the hand? I am ready. Yep. I've been waiting for the right time. Um, I have also been ready. Um, It's like Game of Thrones. Winter's coming, but mm-hmm. spring is coming. Well, I noticed you're wearing shorts today, and it's only 36, so. Well, it's above freezing. It's above freezing. So yeah, you got to be in the right mindset. I have a sweatshirt on, though. Yeah. I got a yeah, sweatshirt on. You do. So yeah. I'm, I'm warm up top, little little breeze below, <laughs> and uh, that's the way to do it when you're doing your lawn in the spring. Yes. When I'm out there spraying Simple Lawn on uh, my lawn, that's the fit you're going to find me in. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to be feeling good out on the lawn in your fit, go to simplelawnsolutions.com. We have everything you need to get that grass plumped full of greenness here this spring real early so that uh, you can win the game of lawns this year. Sarah. Miles. How are you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm I'm feeling, feeling good. I'm feeling like you're feisty. I'm feisty. Um, you didn't agree with me on what we were arguing about. So beforehand, feisty, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you tend to be. I tend to play middleman Dan a lot of times on, on certain things, mm-hmm. but I like it, which is it surprising. Um, it's mostly because I like to weigh all options in front of me, uh huh, and I can see positives and negatives to both sides. Yeah, and. Uh, you're just kind of a hard ass. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have been hardened. You are, Life has hardened me. You are a hard ass. Yes, um, for sure. Is, to put it lightly. Well, and speaking of weighing things on both sides, we uh, Ben asked our audience what they want to hear us talk about. And there's probably pros and cons to most of the things that they wanted us to talk about. Yeah, so we have yeah. some uh, listener submitted Ooh-hoo. questions, which is always fun. Yes. Um, so why don't you fire a few at us here, Ben? All right. Well, we have, let's see here. One question is how to come up with fire content based on like whatever industry you're in and how to do it. If you're not like necessarily the most creative, like where do you start? Where do you start, Sarah? <laughs> Cause I am like, oh yeah. Is it not counting? Brag, not I'm on very, fire? very creative. What, uh, as okay. someone who, you know, it doesn't come. You're not not creative. It just doesn't come as natural to you. Correct. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I like that political yeah. way yeah. of saying that. Thank you for not hurting my feelings. Um, it doesn't come as natural to you. Just like accounting doesn't come as natural to me. Yes. And what what is your approach when you're trying to come up with creative content as someone who it doesn't come as natural to? Yes. So um, what I discovered is that I need to lean into who I truly am as a person. So being authentic and being helpful. So the first piece of content that I put out as far as a video, I was inexperienced in video and I was very frustrated. So I ended up just putting out who I authentically was to get the message across and it didn't light on fire like Miles Fire, but lots of people appreciated that I was vulnerable and just put myself out there for that. So I think one being authentically you is super important in your content, even though um, like you guys write scripts for your stuff, it still is pretty close to 
how yeah. you behave. I mean, it's like an outline, yeah. And yeah. then it just kind of like, and all the outline comes from our personal life anyways. Right. You know, it's yes. like, so it's not like we're pulling stuff out of our ass. Yeah. People um, will be able to see through it if you were. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's a good point is like, and, and to piggyback on the like be you. Yeah. If you're someone who like doesn't think that you're good on video mm-hmm. or whatever, there's plenty of ways to do content that doesn't require you to be like talking on video. Mm-hmm. Like you can do it through photo content. There's a whole sector of Instagram reels where it's just people like pointing to things on the screen or like uh, lip syncing sounds, you mm-hmm. know, like you can get really creative on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook reels now where it's just you add a caption that makes the whatever the sound is very funny and apply to your thing. Right. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, like the the office when Michael Scott's, oh, God, please. No, no. <laughs> No. Mm-hmm. And you could you could just lip sync that, Sarah. Yeah. And you just put the caption that says, like, when a client um, says he wants to buy a yacht. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Like when I'm a client says he wants to buy there. a yacht and then like yep. then in the caption, you're like being an account is tough. Yes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and you didn't you didn't say anything. All you had to do was memorize how to lip sync. God, please. No, <laughs> no, no, mm-hmm. no. That's it. That's perfect. And uh, then you have one piece of content. Mm-hmm. So it's like the way that short form is working and all of that, like mm-hmm. you're actually in a great spot if you're someone who doesn't feel as comfortable in front of the camera, uh-huh. um, someone who just feels awkward or thinks doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like um, I tell the breakfast ball boys that their best content is when neither of them are talking. <laughs> <laughs> so even they do stuff that's them not even talking on camera. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Yep. That's good. That's um, good. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. my answer to that. Mm-hmm. I think Sarah, like the uh, being authentic is a good thing too. Yep. Uh, so in my industry, uh, being helpful is the thing. So like putting content that actually people can use to make helpful. That's different. I'm not there to entertain them. Yeah. I'm like, there to add advice. Or, or it's, uh, you know, doing this on your, you know, quarterly taxes. And mm-hmm. then you, you do the same sound that I just said, like, no, yes. please God, like <laughs> yes. don't do this on your quarterly taxes and yep. it'd be helpful. And it's funny. Yep. And it shows that you're an accountant and mm-hmm. people will comment and be like, oh, my God, I do that, too. Well, and I think in the in the <laughs> in the uh, marketing world, they talk about in, invoking emotion. So whether that's joy and laughter or striking a chord and making somebody sad, like that's how you become memorable. Yeah. If it's just stagnant, that's not memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can entertain people, you can make people laugh, you can inform people, or you can shock people. Shock. Shocking is like pranks and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not, that is not up my alley. You no. won't be seeing any, you bet your prank shows. I've tried to scare you before. It doesn't work very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a good question. What, what's the other questions you got? Uh, we have one about how do you find investors or raise funds for your venture? Yeah, what was your initial response to that one? My initial response is don't raise money. And 
I don't know because I've never done it before. <laughs> so I defer this question to Sarah. Well, I think the first thing that you said is actually super valuable is the don't raise money or don't find an investor. And why that is, is because bootstrapping and owning it yourself, like partnerships are hard. I have gotten to advise lots of businesses when the partnership's not going so well. When it sours. Yeah. So uh, if you can go it alone, I would encourage you to do that. If you can bootstrap it 100%, you should do that. So sometimes like for your business, you didn't try and get an investor so that you can just make the money that you were making and and say, hey, I need $500,000 or $100,000 and in two years so that I can make 50 grand a year for two years putting out the stuff needed to roll this up if you would have done that miles one somebody be making a bet on you so they would have had a lot of ownership in your organization and they would have gotten it for very cheap yeah exactly they would have gotten ownership for very cheap um and all that did for you was create security and what sometimes happens when we create security as an entrepreneur is we don't work as hard the hungry wolf works harder so if if you would have had an investor like say you pitched this to well like the biggest thing would have been like getting money for like camera equipment and all that other stuff which will go to my point of you got to be realistic about what you actually need as a startup Mm -hmm. versus what you think you need like Mm -hmm. i did not need a camera we used an iphone i spent 30 dollars buying a I bought a mic off of Amazon that was like 20 feet long. The cord. Plugged into the phone <laughs> and it would go down on the floor underneath the table, up underneath my shirt and clip on <laughs> onto my thing. Go back to the old videos and check it out. Yeah. yeah. Like we were battling a 20 foot cord at all times. Like the first video that blew up. Yeah. The spotted cow one, it was actually the cord, the mic was running underneath the table. Yeah. I was- so it's like, or I could have been like, no, I need... 15 grand for camera lens this and it's just like you don't need that no so be realistic about what you actually need yeah 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 keep going and just start um so there's some organizations that are some business models where you probably feel like you do need that again i would encourage you to bootstrap it go as long as you can is there one industry or off the top of your head that you think like okay maybe investor is a good decision uh, so w- one thing is software. If you're creating a software, um, and you need to, and you, so th- the reason that an investor makes sense in a software organization is because you need to develop so quickly. And if you're doing it alone, it just takes time because our current market conditions in the software business and the development business is changing so rapidly. So if you say, I want to build, I want to I'm, I can write code. I cannot, but say this, this person with this business idea can write code so they don't have to pay a salary to somebody. If you have this idea for this thing and I mean, everything's mathematical, you can say, okay, this is the end result. It's going to take a thousand development hours to get there. If that's just you doing that 24 hours a day, which nobody can work that long forever. Um, it's going to take X number of days, right? And the thing with software is if it's only you and you have this idea of your finished product, by the time you actually get to the finished product, 
the needs have changed or the way we interact with technology has changed so significantly that you just have to rewrite. So that would be one industry where it makes more sense for you to get to market faster. Um, I still would encourage you to do it alone, but if you... If you want yeah. to go fast, you where where do you fall on the spectrum of saying just find a partner that can get the code done real fast? Yeah, I would do that first. Well, like you think that that's an effective way to do it because mm-hmm. it sounds because isn't that just you coding for like what you just said? Yeah. Well, so but if it's... you if you find a partner, you're giving up ownership. So. If in that case, and what you're saying is, uh, you have a passive investor that's going to give you money that wants X number of ownership, would, and like, then you go hire thinking them. Through that, though, yeah. like at some point, you won't need that quarter partner, right? You know what I mean? Well, like, so that, yeah. It, I mean, essentially, this actually, if your software blows up and does well, yeah, that coding ability really becomes like something that you can just hire out essentially and mm-hmm. get the same result. Mm-hmm. Whereas like someone who's very creative and in a marketing job and, or understands the brand or someone who's the face of it. Like if you're that partner, like you have to really think about bringing on that, that to me does maybe make sense to take on some investor that would help pay for that rather than take on a partner. Mm-hmm. That does make sense. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like you can't give up 50% because if you're going to do that, you might as well just get a, a, a partner. partner. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's like they're willing to give up 20, you're, if they only want 20 or 25% of your company and you can get the same amount of money it would take to get a, someone to code it or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Exactly. My mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, you got to weigh your unique uh, experience, but I would say 90% of the time, you don't need as much as you think you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you also need to realize that you just, it's better to bootstrap because you learn more. You all of a sudden it starts working. Mm-hmm. You own a hundred percent of the company. Mm-hmm. You have no debt to anyone, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as your would business, you re- would you recommend someone taking out a loan before an investor? Yes, if the bank will loan you money, so I uh, would too. Yeah, it would. I would go there first. So, as far as where you go for these things, so the first thing that I would explore, no matter where you are in the U.S. and and North Dakota is entrepreneurial friendly. There could be government programs where they are either going to lend you money, inexpensive money, or maybe they have like an entrepreneurial program that a lot that gets you funds if you go through these steps or jump through these hoops. How how do you feel about this? So Shopify, let's mm-hmm. say you're a online store, right? Mm-hmm. You sell earrings online. Okay. And your store is like doing pretty well, mm-hmm. but you need more money to be able to keep up with the demand to to buy the supplies to make the earrings and all of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a thing called Shopify Capital mm-hmm. where you borrow X amount and they there's a percentage of, I don't know if it's like 10% mm-hmm. or whatever, but then they also just, they take 10% of your every sale that you make until you pay them back. Mm-hmm. 
Like, how do you feel about that? And and I think the interest rate is probably higher than what like a regular business loan is, mm-hmm. but it is like ease of being able to just like click th- a few times and be like, all right, that money's now in your bank account. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I agree that they make it easy. And the offset of that is then they take a lot of your money as well. So high interest the high or, interest, or the yeah. way that it comes, the way that it paybacks is maybe sustainable. So the avenues that I would explore would be, let's go get free money first, which is government program XYZ. And it's going to be harder, but if you can get, Fifty to a hundred thousand dollars for free. I think we should spend a little bit of time doing that. And not free. You have to pay it back, right? Nope. Nope. There's grants out there. Gotcha. So go for the free money first. Then I would go through um, if there's any other low interest debt or SBA. The Small Business Association um, has ways to have money to be borrowed in a small way. It transfers the risk from the local bank to the SBA. So then I would go there. You can do that through your local lender. They'll know the programs. Um, then I would just go to a local lender and say, and if you have assets that they can leverage, like say you have equity in your home or um, some other thing, or the business just actually is doing well, like the earring business that you talked about, you need um, you need cash flow to build your inventory. That's what that's about. Mm-hmm. The bank will, if you have the sales to prove it, the bank will likely give you a line of credit um, to be able to do that. So that's where I would go. The last place I would go, because I do have clients who have done the easy money thing yeah, and all yeah. they're doing. And I was just the, playing because yeah. that's like another option. That, it is that another option. shows up when you're on a Shopify store and you're like, oh, that seems kind of cool. And then you're like, you like read the like smaller print of like what the actual interest rate is. And you're like, that doesn't sound very good at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So if you're desperate, you know, those are options as well, but yeah, you are paying for the convenience of being able to make a few clicks on that. Um, So I would do that last. And I also would be curious as to, do you need to have a real conversation if you've gone through six different ways and everybody's saying no, like what needs to change in your business to make you bankable so that a bank's like, yeah, I want to borrow you money. Cause I like the shit they teach you in business school, air quotes, business school about creating a business plan. Yeah. Basically that business plan is just to get a bank loan, right? Yep. Yep. Like mm-hmm. if you think that this business plan is going to be you like how you're actually going to run your business, you're delusional. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So It's to give the bank confidence. So if you are actually <laughs> looking to get a bank loan from from a bank, mm-hmm. bank loan from a bank, yep. uh just do like I I I and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. From what I understand, just do a bulletproof business plan that you would learn in business school. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you get the bank loan, just throw that out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, that's not how it's going to go. Yeah. There's um, I think it's liveplan.com is uh, where we did our core counts. One, it just made it super beautiful. Yes. Um, as far as like the structure Looks of the good, actual yeah. document and Lots stuff. of good graphs, and line some, graphs. Love a good graph. Yeah. Every single one looks like you very know, professional. It goes like, from Woo! bottom left to top right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, it was helpful um to go through that process to think about mostly in that case we 
Um, maybe didn't consider market segments and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's something we submitted and haven't really touched since. But yeah. So yeah. So that, that would be investor stuff. That's where you'd go to get money. Don't, don't go get money. Don't go get money. <laughs> but don't, if you do. But if you do. <laughs> All right. Another question? Yeah. Fired right. ass. Do one more or what? Yeah. Sure. Uh, we got confronting your boss about disagreements you may have. Storm in there. Slap your paper that has your complaint on his, on their desk and just walk out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. No. Keep that in mind for the future. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Ben, yeah. write that down. And <laughs> yeah. now all of your employees are going to behave in that way. Um, I'll go first on this one. Okay. I would say it sucks because I don't, I've never really had a boss. So I, I, I only know how I would want my employees to approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not that's not like a it's not like an eye roll like oh he's so great no, he's never no. had a boss it's like kind of embarrassing that I don't remember you're unemployable that. yeah like <laughs> that's what I, I think about the list of jobs that I've had like I worked concrete and for I was a dad. personal trainer for nine months and then that was it and mm-hmm. uh, you know like oof that is a terrible resume I am <laughs> good thing not employable if this thing goes down uh-huh. um but. How I would want my employee to approach it is like, um, like I think a lot of people get nervous when they do that, depending yeah. on the boss, you know, mm-hmm. um, I would say set a meeting at a time where, um, it isn't going to be like rushed or anything like that. I mm-hmm. think that's important. If you have a complaint of like, it not feel like, hey, what, what do you got? I got five minutes. Like that's like that's a- uh, at Charlie's show. He talked about the the Midwest goodbye or whatever when you're reaching for the handle and then somebody drops a bomb on you. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't do don't that. Do that. <laughs> don't don't have like don't drop it on the boss as he's just like walking through the the office. How you was know? your day? Actually, I'm um, yeah, yeah. So I would schedule a time or ask like, Hey, is this a good time to chat for 15 minutes or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then I would just be obviously respectful. If you have a complaint or something's not going well between you and them or what, just number one, just, this is just a great life lesson for life. Yeah. Just be respectful to the other person. Mm -hmm. Cause if, if it's like, you want to be the one being respectful. If the boss decides to get unrespectful, like Mm -hmm. you are in the right, like, you handled your business correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've heard stories about bosses that are not respectful at all. Mm-hmm. So I would just be very respectful. I wouldn't come at them as a human being. I just would say, this is an issue that I'm having. And, and I was wondering if we could work through it. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say like not being, not being someone who is um, necessarily, this is just not okay. And I'm upset and I don't know what to do. Instead of going like, I don't know what to do, be like, I want to work through it. Like, what can we do to like make this better? Mm -hmm. And I think that little change of thing changes the whole conversation. And then like a lot of times the boss is going to probably be like, oh, I didn't even know this was an issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, well, yeah, yeah, I want to work through it too. Let's, let's figure out what a solution could be. Yeah. So that's why I would say to approach it. What would you say? Um, I think very, very similar. Um, as far as being respectful, that's key. If you come in hot, 
you're going to get that often people mirror your behavior. Um, yeah. I got to match your energy. Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. We're doing this. Yeah. And then it just escalates, right? Don't do that. And if anyone knows me, I can match energy. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing, just a phrase to remember is be curious. So r- rather than coming at it as here's the problems, like, because when you're thinking of your boss, they probably have a different, well, not probably, they have a different lens of any decisions or interactions that they've had with you. And in that lens, like, unless you're a complete scumbag boss, yeah, they're literally going to their job, trying to figure out how to like make sure their employees are happy and make sure that their company is running smoothly. Mm-hmm. And so they're wanting to solve problems and like, they think that what they're doing is helping. Mm-hmm. They're not like they're not sitting in their office like how can I make Sarah's life worse today? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is maybe like a one percent diabolical people out there that do that, yes. but yeah, yeah. And then if then just go find a new job. Yeah. Um, but be curious in that. So help, uh, just asking questions. Like if you say, uh, "This is this language in crucial conversations," is this is the story I'm telling myself, mm-hmm. so that you can say my perception of this thing that is causing conflict is X. This is the story I'm telling myself. Um, and then tell me more about that. Like if there was a decision that was made, that's making you upset, tell me more about that decision. And hopefully your boss is transparent enough that they will be like, well, here's the factors that went into that decision. And now you can actually understand that they're coming yeah. from I'm a curious place. Of, why this is happening. Yeah. Why, why do I get frustrated when, you know, we have to do this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like, do you, yeah. Can you sh- like, or even like, yeah, I'm curious why we're even doing this part of it. Is it because to me, it feels like I could be spending my time better doing this, right? but we're instead we're doing this, like what's the grand plan and there might be moving parts that you maybe just are, have blinders on that you don't see it. Like, Oh, we got to do it like this because of this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like in the merch if we didn't tell our employees that some of the stuff we were doing was for accounting purposes so we can get an accurate read on this and that, they'd Uh probably be like, this is dumb. Why are we wasting our time doing this and that? It's like extra stuff. Uh But when you like, and then they would come into the office and be like, I, why are we like, this is such a waste. And I was like, well, Sarah said, well, Sarah said, (laughs) but I think that, yeah, there's things that like sometimes you just don't get the full picture as someone who's doing their job mm-hmm. um, in a certain sector of the business and not seeing the whole picture. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. So, yeah, I would say that that's like the be curious rather than. Uh, Accusatory? Another, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think of another C word to. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be curious, not confrontational. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how I'd approach it. Just be curious in any conflict, not only just your boss, but. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I would add to that. Oh, look Is at that you. It? Yeah. Um, do we want to do one more or no, I think we should uh, wrap it up. I think that was a solid three. Yeah, yeah. solid three. Thanks for participating and be sure to share yeah. any thoughts yeah. that you want to yeah. have with us. We've been doing this for like a year and a half now. So there's only so many things that we can talk about. Yeah. So I think user submitted is great. So keep yeah. submitting your things. We'll try and get to more and more 
I like doing three of them in one episode. That was kind of nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Raging Workaholics. Um, we'll see you in the next one. See ya. See ya.